0: Well, here we go with the last of what will be, I hope, not the last movie ever, but the last in this early sequence of mine, titled The Gore Gore Girls. Now, The Gore Gore Girls was a play on the word, the go-go girls, which was a phrase at the time. I wanted to make sure, since I thought really at the time, it would be the last movie I ever made. I would be going out in a blaze of bloody humor, and that would be the Gorgor Girls. I put more production value into The Gorgor Girls than I had ever allocated for a, a previous film. A well known comedian at that time, a man named Henny Youngman, played the role of a nightclub owner. It was an indication, by the way, of how splatter films were coming of age, how they had made an, enough impact over a few years to en, enable it, uh, us to hire a comedian who wouldn't say, be in one of your movies, are you crazy? No, no, by that time they were coming to me. So this was gonna be the last movie I made for some 30 years. And as you look at it today, you will see a contemporaneous aspect of this movie that you might not expect to see in a movie that old. Enjoy this one because I knew when I made it, it might well be I'd never make another. I was wrong, by the way, but you'll might find that on another occasion. Let us once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, ghomeless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinema Psyops drag you down into the very same muck, filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinema PsyOps. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film. Do you really want to waste that time you have left listening to cinema
1: to the 415th consecutive week we have released Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's really tired of having to make qualifiers to feel good about this fucking hobby of his. And the other person that is feeling really weird about qualifiers making him feel happy about himself is my co-host, Matt.
2: We're back again. Like we never left.
1: (laughs) Like we almost did this same episode just a couple of minutes ago. We did a similar episode on a similar subject uh, pretty much the same day.
2: Yeah. 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 There
1: we go. Everything's working out. Everything's coming up, Milhouse. (laughs) So the excessive amount of misogyny in the previous week's movie of this stuff will kill you. Yeah. Uh, pretty much makes the misogyny in this week's movie of the Gorgor girls feel so much less.
2: Yeah. It, it really, uh, it, it runs a little bit lighter than this one than it did in our last movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember feeling this was super misogynistic the one time that I watched it or the few times that I've watched it. I've seen the Gorgor girls a couple of times. Never really. I mean, it's still misogynistic. Bad. It's just not as bad as right. this Stuff will kill right. you. Yeah, but here's the thing is like all the other times that I've watched it when I just watch it on its own, out of context of watching other Herschel Gordon Lewis films, this feels so much worse in misogyny and uh, the way that the women are brutalized in this film, Uh, because this is essentially a 100% Herschel Gordon Lewis straight up slasher film.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, this is way more of a slasher film than anything else.
1: Yeah. And there are kills pretty much in line with a slasher film where they escalate and become more and more brutal to try and keep the audience's attention because at this point everybody had gotten used to things that are making him sick Uh, the gore is intensified and focused and like he said he felt like this is going to be the last one that he ever made so he wanted to really amp it up he really definitely took his time and uh, it shows because this is disturbing as fuck and difficult to watch for that fact yeah it is (laughs) it is the uh, ultimate pinnacle of uh, what would have been his career had he just stopped here like he said he was going to yeah if this
2: has been the last one this, this would have been one to end Done.
1: <laughs> it's gruesome it's hard to get through uh it's uh disgusting it's misogynistic it's everything Herschel gordon lewis has ever put on film before rolled into one and amplified to fucking nigel tuffington's 11
2: yeah (laughs) move
1: no jokes about how we've already done the review of the film everybody knows we've already done that fucking work and we're not going to try and pad out the episode with that joke at all no not even a little bit (laughs) so for this week's uh pirate radio edit music uh everything having to do with girls whether it's somebody getting girls or just girls 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 in general or uh why uh, girls 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 uh, no, not Motley Crue, actually, because I was able oh. to avoid that 100%. But uh, thank you for not Way interpreting that anymore at all. Don't, don't sing anymore. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to be mean about it actually i do so we're gonna play the legion patreon ad to get away from matt singing as quickly as possible and then when we come back we will have someone who can actually sing performing and that is the groovy ghoulies with the song she gets all the girls and those of you know the plot line of this movie know that was really fucking on the nose and when we come back we'll tell you why
3: this'll keep it quiet
1: oh hi there
3: i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs
1: This is a little return of old school court who did really tongue in cheek, really gross, should not have been doing this humor with the song collections. I'm slipping back into that. I admit it. Yeah.
2: Because, Jesus, man, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) What? It's spoiler alert, but she gets all the girls. No,
2: she gets all... all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I get it, I get it. I'm a bad person. All right, so let's talk about the Gore Gore Girls, the first 20 minutes. The film opens on a lady primping in front of a mirror in a skimpy outfit, so thank you, movie, who immediately has her face smashed into a mirror until her face is no more than bloody goo, and the film rolls opening titles and credits. The opening credits last long enough for me to go back... and punch up the bit about her face being goo and then also spell check and typo fix this very sentence and then type this before the credits finally end here with a news article and I had to take a picture so that I could just read this out instead of actually working hard. And the news article says, the exotic striptease artist who performed under the name of Susie Creampuff really was creamed last night by an unknown assailant. The badly mutilated body of the exotic answers, whose real name was Ethel Cream Puff, was discovered in her dressing room. Preliminary investigations have been unable to uncover any suspects, and then it just kind of cuts off from there. But anyway, those are the first paragraph you get to see the bad jokes that they were making there. A man was holding a cute black kitty and reading this paper when there is a knock at the door. He stashes the cat in a cabinet for some reason that does not make sense, and then answers the door. There is dialogue. Fuck it, that is our first clip.
4: May I to you.
5: Can I please speak to Mr. Gentry?
4: Uh, why don't you try phoning?
5: I've been trying all day, but no one answers.
4: Why don't you try again tomorrow? Try what? Phoning.
5: But I'm here now.
4: But you said you only wanted to speak to him. <laughs>
5: Can I please see Mr. Gentry?
4: Young lady, you have now had the pleasure of both speaking to and seeing Mr. Gentry. Now, sir-
5: You're Mr. Gentry? I thought you were...
4: ...his butler. Why, yes. One as efficient as myself does not employ people to do tasks which he himself does superlatively.
5: Gee. Well, are you going to invite me in?
4: Do you have something to give me?
5: Twenty-five thousand dollars.
4: The concept seems worthy of consideration.
5: Well, wow, this is some place you've got here.
4: May I have the pleasure of knowing my welcomed intruder's name and when I get the money?
5: My name is Nancy Weston, and I'm a reporter with the Globe.
4: Get out.
5: <laughs> just a minute, Mr. Gentry. The Globe wants to hire you to investigate that weird murder of the strip teaser last night.
4: Well, then they can send me a formal letter, like anyone else.
5: Well, we would have, but you have a reputation for giving lengthy consideration before you take a case, and we wanted to know your answer today.
4: You mentioned $25,000. The Globe
5: will give you $25,000 just to investigate the murder. And if you discover the murder... If
4: I discover the murderer, if you had any doubts at all, why bother me? At any rate,
5: discover the murder, and you get $25,000 more.
4: And your newspaper gets exclusive rights to the mystifying story of how the remarkable Abraham Gentry cracks another case.
5: You took the words right out of my mouth.
4: Tell, tell me... Anyone could have made me this offer. The editor, the chairman of the board. Why such a young, an attractive, novice reporter? Perhaps your employers felt that 50,000 wasn't enough.
5: Perhaps, but the money's the only offer you're getting from me.
4: I'm happy to know that. Because if anything were offered besides the money, I would have had to turn it down.
5: If you're done being clever. (laughs) Never. If I have your word that you'll take this case, I'm authorized to give you this check for $5,000 for immediate expenses, Aunt.
4: You have my word, and now you may
5: leave.
4: My pleasure. Stay out of trees.
1: It cuts from this to a woman with pasty tassels go-go dancing, and I thank you for this movie. Thank you very much for this sleaze. Thank you, movie. A woman harasses the detective character, and it turns out she may be a waitress of some sort. Fuck it. Dialogue. Next clip.
6: Hello.
7: mister?
4: What in heaven's name can I do for you?
7: What can you do for me? Well? I just wanted to know if you wanted something to drink.
4: Oh, as a matter of fact, I am a bit dry. I'll have some Cordon Bleu. Huh? Cordon... Never mind. I'll have a bottle of tonic water. In a clean glass. Would you please sit and... Talk to me for a while?
7: Sure. Uh, Sorry it took so long, but we boiled your glass in the bottle opener. Want me to take the first drink to make sure it's okay?
4: But I didn't boil my
8: lips.
4: You should have.
8: Hey, what gives? Uh,
4: As a matter of fact, I would appreciate it if you'd let me take it off the tray.
7: Sure. Be my guest. Now, don't drink it too fast.
4: Please tell me everything you can about Susie Cream Puff.
8: Are you a cop? Hardly. Well, what do you want to know for? She didn't really request. She wanted to be an actress or a model. She's just doing this for food until she got a part in something. She worked here for about two months. She really thought she was something else. She was just a big tease.
4: Ah, stop drooling. I have a few more questions. Shoot. Did she have any boyfriends?
8: Nah, like I said, she was a big tease. She'd get all the horny guys really turned on and let them think they were taking her home. But when the club closed, she'd tell them all to play off.
4: Was there anyone she teased in particular? Yeah. Go on.
8: There was this one guy, uh, a student, a real wormy looking kid. His mouth started hanging open as soon as he saw her. He didn't really pay any attention to any of us other girls. He would have done anything just to get it on with her. She'd always tease him and shut him down. Once, she told him she'd spend a night with him and do whatever he wanted for $200. So he came in the next night with a check made out to cash for $200 and gave it to her after her last show. And then? She looked at it, laughed, and tore it up. Her kid looked like he was
4: gonna cry. Do you know what happened to that check?
8: One of the bartenders saw the whole thing. He felt sorry for the kid, so he gave him the Harvey Wallbanger for it.
4: Do you know where that check is?
8: I think it's in the cash box. I'll check.
4: Joseph Carter, eleven thirty-eight unknown. Is there anything else you can tell me?
8: No. around
4: here again? I'll try not to be. I just thought I'd give you a little tip. A girl like you ought to know what to do with this. are you doing here?
5: Just making sure the paper's getting its money's worth.
4: Fasten your seat belt. Where are you going? 1138 Winona. No. Mr. Joseph Carter?
8: Man, man, you like, uh, just missed them.
4: Would you happen to know where he went?
8: Who are you? Yeah,
0: yeah. He went to the strippers' candy canes. Uh, she was this friend of this other stripper that got, uh, bumped off the other night.
4: Did he say, uh, why he went? What do you want to know? Uh, he said something about, uh, he thought she knew something. Man, he was like real crazy, man, freaked out, like uh, in a daze, hadn't been out of his crib all day. Did he say where the young lady lived?
9: Yeah. Uh,
0: it's like, Pad above Hungry Man's restaurant, like right down there. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Speed. After
1: this, the film cuts to a woman in a see-through shirt, scoping out her body in a mirror, chewing gum and blowing bubbles, so thank you, movie. I was really Thank that. you, movie. She is menaced by someone with a hammer as she is knocked out with it and then butchered with a knife as the killer hacks her face to pieces and really mutilates the hell out of her. The film. Well, no cuts... thank you, movie. <laughs> the film cuts from this to the defective detective pulling up to a location and heading to the door of a Suspect and our next clip. Who do
4: you think we'll like find here? Kilroy. You think you'd want to be on the floor when the police arrive? They wouldn't step over you. (laughs) Lieutenant Anderson, please. No. No emergency. Lieutenant Anderson, a friend of mine stepped into some trouble and seems to have lost face.
9: Um, All right, stop taking those goddamn pictures or I'll arrest every one of you. Now look, Jenkins. have you know anything else or have you found anything and forgot to tell
4: me? Lieutenant, I'm sorry I cannot stay for your pardon, but I have some things to attend to.
5: the murders?
4: Hardly. A diversionary tactic. How do you
6: figure
4: Miss Weston, I am not here to instruct you in criminal investigations or ingenious methods.
5: Well, where to then?
4: How about your apartment?
5: Why, Abraham, you're flattering me.
4: Yes... I was thinking of putting you to bed. And giving you an adequate dose of sleeping pills to get rid of you for a few days.
6: Tell
5: me, Mr. Gentry, do you try to be a jerk or is it just kind of- Come
4: naturally. Get in and fasten your seatbelt. Where to? Topsilums place where our friend worked who had her face lifted
1: oh boy the attempts of humor of this yeah it's it's really bad and uh that by the way takes us through the first 20 minutes of the film God, it took that long to get through the first 20 minutes <laughs> yeah we had a lot of discussion at the start of the uh episode that really is that's true the episode but it didn't really take us that long to move through
2: yeah that's true the gore is there um but everything else isn't
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the gore is fucking over the top horrific uh yeah this is the kind of gore that you would eventually expect from like lucio fulci and italian filmmakers the world over uh nailed it in this case like he finally nails it and yes yeah, yeah. he said he was putting everything into this and he was trying super hard with it and yeah at least as far as the gore goes it's obvious that that's what's going on yeah so He's trying to, I mean, the him. gore's there, but yeah, he is trying a little bit harder for an actual plot with this like investigator, but the way that we're just dropped in where all of a sudden the investigator gets hired, that doesn't really make a whole lick of
2: no, that's, that's rough. And then this investigators, um, quote unquote humor, it, uh, leaves a lot to be desired.
1: It, yeah. It's essentially just a bunch of misogynistic jokes and door, uh, like a long running, is he gay or is he not gay joke that they tried to do yeah. with this too?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's all bad. one way or another yeah it's filled with some rotten stuff that's a little hard to get over but again does not feel nearly as offensive as it probably should uh because it does have this sense of just let's put on a show mentality to it that spirit of fun that didn't feel like it was there at all in the previous movie it definitely feels like it's back here this feels like his other gore flicks where he's totally making this just well for the hell of it just for fun just to see what he can do with it um that spirit of improvisation and fun is definitely back in this one. It feels like they're at least trying to have fun making it. Because it's all wacky uh, and zany. Yeah, I
2: agree. <laughs> nah, I got not much. I don't have much to add. You did a pretty good job there. <laughs> all right, well, I'm like yeah what could i i can't really add anything he kind of just did it okay
1: (laughs) all right well the second 20 starts with more go-go or strip tease in this case dancing so thank you movie we watch the whole routine as a lovely lady removes her dress and shakes her money-making attributes at the camera for us again i thank you movie thank you movie it mixes this with a dude drawing a face on some type of melon and then smashing the melon whatever that means it then cuts to our pretentious pi which i Believe I will keep him dubbed for the rest of the show and our next clip.
5: (laughs) You're resting your crutch on my foot.
4: I don't want you to move an
5: inch from this
4: spot.
5: Oh no! Oh, okay, okay. Where are you going?
4: Going to pay a small visit to the bartender. How would you like a drink while I'm gone? Hey,
7: Bernie. Give me a couple of um, martinis and a Manhattan on the rocks, please. Right with you. Now. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. All you ever do around this place is wait. Come on. Hey, she's taking it all
6: off. Excuse
7: me. Sorry. You're inexcusable.
4: Well, if it isn't Miss Glamour.
7: If I would have known you were coming, Mr. Clean, I would have bought a bottle of Pepto-Bismol for you and a bottle of uh, disinfectant for me.
4: (laughs) It never occurred to me that I might run into you at your work twice in one day, but if it did, I would have thought your second job would have caused me to bump into you on the street.
7: Look, what do you want? I'm busy, and I don't want to get fired for talking to Rip Raff.
4: The young lady at that table would like a zombie in a tall glass with four shots of tequila.
7: How long has she been out with you?
4: Just deliver the drink.
7: Hey, Barney. Yeah? I want a zombie in a tall glass with four shots of tequila. Don't ask me why.
4: Hey, Barney. What, that? Yeah? I'd like to talk to you for a minute. Yeah, I'm
0: too busy, Max. Hey, Charlie, take over for me. Yeah, take a shit. Yeah, buddy. What's on your mind?
4: Who's that big man at the end of the bar, the one mutilating those squashes and tomatoes? Oh, him? That's Grout. Grout?
0: Yeah, Grout.
4: Yeah, that's all I ever heard of him call. Oh, hey, uh, why are you interested in him? Please tell me everything you can about him.
9: Yeah, buddy. Now, uh, you know... I don't know much about him, like where he lives and stuff like that. But what I do know is that he's an ex-Marine, and he spent a lot of time in Vietnam. Now, well, uh, he was really a crazy mother. You know what he used to do? He hated us so much that he used to go through the rice paddies after the battles were over, and he stopped busting in the heads of the dead bodies. Yeah, well, they didn't bother him much, you know, till they found out he wasn't just busting in the heads of the... But our boys, too! Did they
4: discharge him? Hell no! Why'd they do that? And then what? He came here, got a job, keeps pretty much to himself. What about the squashes and tomatoes? Oh, that? He uh, says he uh, does it to relieve tension and bring back fond memories. What time did he come in tonight? Oh, about an hour ago. Thank you very much, Barney. Sure, buddy. Anytime.
0: Hey, Barney, you know that shit yet? Yeah! <coughs> How is
4: my lovely partner doing?
5: Oh, they sure make a great drink in this joint. (laughs) Abraham, you called me your partner. Did you mean it?
4: Do I ever say anything I don't mean? I have one more person to see. How would you like another drink while I'm gone?
5: Are you trying to get me drunk now to take advantage of me later? Well, you don't have to get drunk to do that.
4: I know. Waitress.
7: I was afraid it was your voice.
4: My charming companion would like another of the same.
7: See you later, A.B.
4: No, I'm afraid not. Hey, Grout, uh, I wish he wouldn't be so messy. Mr. Grout. Mr. Grout.
8: Hey,
6: all right.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, the Tops of Bottom Club proudly presents another of our most beautiful and voluptuous young maidens.
1: So Lola does her dance routine as it is revealed that some protesters are sneaking a peek at the routine as well, I think. Maybe they had some signs, but it cuts away too quick. Much of the runtime is devoted to how long it takes the young lady to unbutton her shirt. And as the pretentious PI begins questioning, the protesters get riled up to do something about this show. And our performer takes her sweet time pulling down her pants in her strip routine. The protesters storm the stage and the protesters pretentious PI spills the beans on the murder already being known about by the pigs to the melon smashing weirdo more protester and dancer clashes as the main dancer is led off by our pretentious PI and left in his car as he goes back for his passed out reporter lady acting as an assistant or whatever and leads her out of the club as well. They stumble their way back towards his car and she falls down to pass out in the sidewalk. So our pretentious PI dude calls a taxi and has the driver take her home by leading him to her unconscious body and looting her stuff to deal with paying him and giving her address to him whatever it's all in our next clip I just backed up and here's that fucking dialogue
4: See. Come with me I want you to take the young lady home Stick out your hands Here's her address And this is her key Keep the change
10: Hey You haven't told me her name yet
4: Abraham Gentry
10: You mean The
4: Abraham Gentry
10: A.B. Pickles. Do you mind if I lie down? I'm still pretty shook up.
4: Do you know a Miss Candy Kane?
10: Sure. She strips at the same joint I do. She didn't come in tonight. Funny you should bring her up.
4: Nothing can bring her up. She was murdered tonight.
10: (gasps) Oh, my God. Well, who could have killed her?
4: That's what I'm trying to find out. And I think you might be able to help
10: the second of my friends that have been killed in the last couple of days.
4: Did you know Miss Susie Creampuff, too?
10: Well, not real good, but Candy was good friends with her, and I was good friends with Candy. I still can't believe it. She was so sweet.
4: Hmm. Are you familiar with a young man named Joseph Carter?
10: I just met him tonight. He wanted to see Candy to talk to her about Susie, but he was too shy to go to her apartment, so he came to work to wait for her. Now we'll never get to meet her. I just can't believe it.
4: Do you know whether it's she or Susie knew grout?
10: Sure, we all know him. He scares me the way he's always staring at my head. But he does protect me from measures.
4: masters. Mashers, yes. What about the leader of that women's group that attacked you tonight?
10: That bitch. She's always causing trouble around the clubs. She says youth drivers is a disgrace to womanhood.
4: Has she ever threatened to kill any of you before tonight?
10: All the time. We get the law owner Mars
4: Marsdome's kids.
10: Yeah. Do you know him? He's the owner of all these clothes.
0: Quite well.
10: Anyway, he says that if we did, the publicity would just bring more of them together and make things worse. Until tonight, they just picketed and ran off of the mail, tore up a couple of our costumes, yeah, one night, she came to the club, took off her bra on stage, while Candy grabbed it out of her hands and put it on. It was really funny, because Candy's five or six times bigger than she is.
4: Thank you very much, Lola. You've been a big help to me.
10: Well, aren't you going to stay for a cup of coffee or something?
4: Well, um, I have to get a little rest.
10: But you can rest here. He was
1: kind of cute. He splits and that is the end of the first 40 minutes. Man, yeah, Uh, it's just,
2: yeah, it's about all the same. The the girls find him attractive or hate him. And then he's just kind of mean to him.
1: Yeah, there you go. There's a
2: fucking movie and then
1: gore and then putting gore in there.
2: There's your movie.
1: Yeah. It's uh, pretty much a role meant for Chevy
2: Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of how much of an asshole this character is being. And it is a little irritating and it's hard to kind of deal with. But um, the gore keeps me going in this. That's why I said it's like a slasher film. Because in a slasher film, you're usually irritated by all of the fucking characters so that anybody could die at any minute. And that's what you were more or less cheering for is who's going to get it next. Yeah, Uh, exactly. In most slasher films. And this is very much the formula they're going with here because there's nobody to hang your hook. On that you can think is a decent person to follow. You're cheering on this guy dying next, but you know it's going to be a lady because that's just what it's set up to be. Yes, I mean, this is the kind of movie it is. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Well, we can move on if you want. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm good. Let's, let's go. Alright, the next 20 starts with the lady walking around her place after the investigator leaves. She gets a cucumber out of her fridge implying her sexual disappointment is about to be resolved if you know what <sighs> I mean and I think you do by this over vegetable and she sees the killer saying, what are you doing here before being brutally attacked with a throat slash? She is then folded over a table and her panties are pulled down with a meat fork, which is switched out for a meat tenderizer, which is used to beat her ass with literally as blood welts up after each strike and is progressing into full blown mutilation as the woman finally dies after strike, after strike, after strike of them gluing uh, chunks of rope raw meat to our ass. It looks like after the thing moves away, it very clearly looks fake. But again, the implication is just really gross and is really hard to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's, this is rough. This is a rough go. The woman finally dies, but the killer continues to strike and tenderize the meat of her ass. And then they proceed to salt and pepper the woman's dead ass before plucking out her fucking eyes, skewering them with a fork, and then rupturing them on camera, and then squishing them some more. Holy fucking gross shit, Batman.
2: Yeah, this is kind of hard to watch.
1: (laughs) The film cuts from this to the cops investigating the crime scene, snapping lots of pics, and doing a bunch of Bad fucking joke routines. There's dialogue over top of all of this. I'm tired of writing, and that is our next play. Ah,
0: Gentry, I got
9: it! Okay, Gentry. what did you and Miss Price
4: talk about? Uh, Lieutenant, have you figured out that I left prior to the killing? Yeah, yeah, just tell me what you talked about. I take it that the cause of death was exactly like the others.
9: Uh, Face mutilated with a meat tenderizer, throat slit, and uh, this one had her ass beat in. Uh, Tell me what you talked about! Uh, hey, look, Gentry, you're trying my patience. Now, you don't start cooperating. Things, huh? We talked about things.
4: Am I going to have to take you down to the station? How original. All right, Lieutenant. I took Miss Price home after an incident with some women's liberationists. Yeah? I questioned her about why she felt the women had attacked her. Yeah? Let's see. Oh, yes. Then she removed every stitch she had on. Began explaining how the other women were jealous of her body... And then she pointed out a few of the high spots. Yeah? Yeah, then? Ah, uh, oh yes, yeah, she propositioned me. Yeah? Yeah?
8: Well, well go Shall ahead, I, what'd
9: you do then?
4: A lieutenant. lieutenant, have you no respect for the privacy of one's intimate relations,
9: let alone the dead? Now look, gentry, when it comes to law and order, it's my duty and responsibility to find out everything. You act as if I get pleasure out of this.
4: Now, what'd you do then? Well, I explained to this poor lost soul. How she would find much more pleasure and satisfaction in the teachings of God than in any encounter with me. And I left her reading her Bible. Okay, wise guy. If that's true, where's the Bible?
9: A lieutenant. How brilliant. You've uncovered
4: something I never thought of. The murderer is a religious fanatic who's ridding the world of these unscrupulous harlots. Yeah, I got it. That person wouldn't leave her with the Bible, so the murderer took it. Right. you find that Bible and you've got yourself a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Gentry. Thank me. You did all the
9: work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man, you have got to find the Bible. What? What? No! I just discussed it. Yeah, what do you want, Gentry?
4: You mentioned something about Miss Price's hind ends being pulverized? Well, I haven't
9: discovered a reason why yet, but when we found her, she was on her back with her uh, <clears throat> her panties pulled down to her knees. And when we turned her over, her, uh, her, uh, the lady's, uh, fanny was smashed. There was no apparent reason for it, but we did find this next
4: to it. I'm sure you'll think of something. Yeah. Good night, Lieutenant. Night, Gentry. Freddy. How's the wife and kids? Oh, we're all fine, Mr. Gentry, and you? Couldn't be better. Freddy, I'd like you to take what's in this piece of paper and on that handkerchief and have the boys in the lab give me everything they can on it. But needless to say, we don't want you-know-who to find out about it. Oh. Buy the boys some good cigars. Sure enough,
1: Mr. Gentry, I'll take care of everything. Good night, Freddy. Anytime, Mr. Gentry. Okay. The thing the pig mentioned that was found next to the body was a women's lib protester button, coincidentally. They cut at the end of the clip to a woman ironing and preparing some french fries as well. We watch in real time as the fries sizzle in oil and the iron flattens cloth before her throat is slashed out of the blue and the killer proceeds to burn her face over and over with the hot iron. The killer then harvests milk from her breasts by snipping the nipples with scissors. I don't think it Holy. works that way. Ugh, that was God. fucking just disturbing and fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, The woman's roommate then gets home and her face is immediately smashed into the bowl of fries and the boiling oil therein, and is held there for a very long time as the flesh boils away and the killer scoops out some gore from in the oil. The film cuts from this to where the bodies are all found with screaming that goes on for what feels like fucking forever from a woman who ends up finding these other two women and then it ends up finally cutting away from this thankfully to dialogue and our Next clip. Find
4: anything? Yeah, as
0: a matter of fact, I did. Well, well now look, Chantry, you don't expect me to tell you about confidential police evidence, do you? Anyway, if you found something, you wouldn't tell me. Lieutenant.
4: Must I remind you of that brilliant religious theory that you came up with?
9: Well, no, but that was proved wrong
4: already. Lieutenant, I'm surprised at you. Are you going to stand there and tell me that just because you found that obviously planted Bible an unavoidable sight, that you're going to disregard a theory that your own genius so cleverly devised? Now, are you that obviously planted Bible? I don't know about you, but it's perfectly clear to me that... The girl's Bible was taken by the murderer, and that one left to m- mislead the authorities.
9: Well, no. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, of course. Of course I realize that. I just wanted to see if you were as smart as you're cracked up to be. I guess we can show you what we found, since it has no real bearing on the case anyway. As if you want to bother.
0: Another one of
9: these things. Found oh, it on the
4: floor in the kitchen.
9: Hey, what do you make of that girl's chest?
4: Not very much at the moment. That must be why the murderer used heat in these killings. To give the girls a taste of their destiny? Well, sure. The madman must have figured to burn him some here before they got down there. Excuse me, Lieutenant. Doc? Doc? Oh, oh, hello, Mr. Gentry. Doc, are there any differences in the murders aside from the different means of mutilation? No, but I'll tell you one thing. This murder sure wasn't weak. Hmm. Thank you, Doc. Nancy? It's time for you to do something useful. What? I want you to find the leader of that women's lib gang, Mary McElhinney. Somehow find out how strong she is and if she wears any makeup. And then I want you to act sympathetic to her cause. Tell her you're writing a story about her feelings about the murders. And to play it safe, you'd better take off your bra. Anything else? Yes, uh, find out if she wore a wig, and if so, uh, get me all you can on it. And then check out Miss Price's apartment, see if she wore a wig. And if so, get me samples. Where are you going? I'm going to visit the owner of all those clubs where the girls worked, Mr. Marsdone Mobley.
1: There was yet another feminist protester badge handed over from the cops to Gentry in that clip. The end of the clip has our dude going to another club once again. There is a classic comedian that some folks should recognize as, I believe it's Henny Youngman. Yes. That's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the king of the one liners. Everybody should recognize Kenny Youngman right away, right off the bat. And as a matter of fact, anytime Henny Youngman is talking on screen, it is a clip, which in fact is our reason for this next clip.
9: Hey, fellas, I got a really great idea. How about an amateur strip contest? I'll put a sign in all our places saying, so you want to be a stripper? Amateur strip contest. Come on, come on. Big prize. Hey, you know what the prize is going to be? What's that, boss? Me! Uh, What's the prize really going to be, boss? Uh, How about 200 bucks? Do you think that's enough? I don't know, boss. Come here, baby. You think $200 is really a big enough prize? For what? About the prize. 200 bucks in the air. Why? Oh, take a walk. I'll call you when I need you. Hey, fellas. Maybe I ought to give 300 bucks for the prize. Mr. Mobley. Hey, buddy, can you read the sign back there that says closed till 5 o'clock? Beat it. Hey, maybe I ought to throw in a trophy like uh, the George Washington
2: Monument.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Mr. Mobley. Jeffrey, Fred, Sam, <laughs> Nice going, Gentry. They deserve that. I would have done it myself, only I I didn't have the heart to do it. Sit down, Roman. I want like you to know I don't bear any grudges. But do me a favor, will you, Gentry? Stop investigating my places. I got enough problems. You know, I just found out this morning that two more of my girls are bumped off, and the rest of the girls are quitting. Nobody will be here tonight to even have a naval display. What about the waitress over there? Oh, she hasn't got the chest or anything. No tits. I'm trying to get some amateur strippers here. I'm desperate. Say, by the way, what are you investigating? Ironically, in a way, I'm working for you. I'm
4: investigating the murders of your now thoroughly exotic dancers.
9: No sh- Very little, if any. Hey, boss, can we go home and don't feel so good? Yeah, go ahead. Don't forget and be back by 5 o'clock and bring your other head. Yeah, boss. Hey, you a cop?
4: I inform you that my services are indirectly awarded to you, and you keep insulting me. When was the last time you saw Grout?
9: Oh, he was around a little while ago. Personally, I think he left for warmer climates, dig? Do you think it was because of the murders? No, the stores around here kept running out of squash. Do you know he's a damn good bartender? And besides, he kept the mashes away, away from, from the, the broads. Grounds. Do you have any feelings about the murders? Oh, buddy, I got a big hurt right here in my heart.
7: Listen, if you're going to do business with him, I'm going to quit.
9: Listen, you mind your own business. Do you know who this is?
7: Yeah, I know exactly who and what this is.
9: Marlene and I have
4: had what you might say the mutual displeasure of each other's acquaintance uh, yeah. several times in the past few days. But in all honesty, I alone have suffered.
9: Listen,
7: if I weren't such a lady, I'd let you have a... Well, wait be- a minute, Tia.
9: Hey, i got enough troubles here. Say, Mrs. Gentry. you've been around many years. What do you think about giving a prize to the best amateur stripper?
7: I think you're just asking for trouble by using amateurs.
9: Hey, do me a favor. Would you mind your own business? Look,
7: some guy's gonna come in here and lose sight of his chick and find her on stage with her clothes off and then want to kill every other guy in the joint who saw her. With a cash prize like that, you're just gonna triple the amount of broads wanting to do that. Hey, that's great!
9: I'll split the thousand dollars amongst the three places. What do you think, Mr. Jadry? It's a great idea.
4: Get those women on stage, give them some money, and let their egos do the rest. Why, the the money will become secondary to be chosen the most sexy. As a matter of fact, this is the biggest of your clubs, isn't it, and the best located? Certainly, this is the greatest. Instead of stringing things out, why not bring everything together here? Offer $1,000 for first prize. You can let the women in for free and get a $5 cover charge for the men. Hey, that's great. And as a matter of fact, to show you my heart's in the right place, I have a friend at the newspaper. I'll get her to print a feature story, the greatest striptease show of the century.
9: That's fantastic! Where you've
4: been all my life,
9: Say, Jeffrey, you're a
4: genius. Sometimes I can hardly believe it.
7: You're nuts. After tonight, you won't have a place left. They'll tear this club apart. Stop and think a minute. There'll be hundreds of strippers. Things will get out of hand.
9: Yeah, but things will get in hand too. Money, money, money.
10: Damn, it's been good to see Abe. Hey, don't make it so warm next time.
9: I promise, Lizzie. Thank you for the information.
10: Guess
4: who? Question. What did you find out?
5: I found out the women's Liberation Movement is really together.
4: Hey, you didn't put your bra back on.
5: You look. I mean, probably never will.
4: Fine. Now, what did you find out?
5: I found out that women's rights have been denied them since the beginning of time and...
4: Now, what did you find out? Well, I
5: found out that Mary McElhoney knows all the places she was at the times of the murders. But she was always alone. She said, You know, I wish I knew who was bumping off those strippers. Womanhood strippers. Because I'd like to congratulate her. I wish it was me.
4: Do you think she had anything to do with it?
5: I don't know. She really hates strippers. Hmm.
4: What about the wig?
5: Mary didn't wear wigs or makeup.
4: Say, do you think you could get your editor to print a feature story and run maybe an ad for tonight's edition? Sure. How would you like to go out tonight? With me.
5: Sure. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, we'll finish eating, and then I'll take you home, pick you up again around 8 o'clock. Yeah, about 8 o'clock. And wear something sexy. Do you anything else? Oh, no, this is fine. Thank you. Come in. My, aren't we riscated
1: tonight?
4: I'm certainly willing.
1: (laughs) And that is the end of the first hour of the film. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I mean,
2: how many times can everyone just be the worst?
1: (laughs) We did, however, witness the invention of amateur night at a strip club, which was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, listen, when I mean, you're right, you're right. Even a broken clock is right
2: twice a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just love the way that they figured it out on how they could do the contest and the fact that the titillation of uh, just winning the audience approval is enough for a lot of these ladies. So the cash prize isn't even that big of a deal. Where it makes sense, where it's like, yeah, if you're the kind of person to get uh, swept away into competing in an amateur night, like the approval of all of the people is probably more your drive anyway. Yeah. You know, than, right. And, and, unless, you know, you do need the cash and that's really your main thing but like uh let's face it if you are letting people look at you naked for their approval uh you get their approval that's going to feel good and that's something that you're going to want to feel you're you're going to want to keep (laughs) right and then the money that you could win for it is also something that you uh it's like a drug (laughs) that's a possibility yeah you could you're always gonna be chasing that
2: high though (laughs)
1: That may or may not be, but then again, Matt and I are both people that are cheered to put their clothes back on.
2: Yes. My OnlyFans is uh, just me threatening to take more clothes off unless you give me money. <laughs> yeah,
1: we made that joke before. You ready to move on and just finish this off? Because I don't think Yeah,
2: let's let's get it going, man.
1: All right. So the final act of the film starts with a pick that is an ad. So here is the ad tonight. Mars's Heaven presents the greatest striptease show of the century, a striptease contest with two thousand dollars in prizes, one thousand dollars for the best stripper, mothers, sisters, wives, and girls girlfriends all welcome men we guarantee a show that makes what you see in las vegas look like what you see in primgar iowa yeah <laughs> that sounds like a fun time i'm gonna go to yeah. that amateur night all right
2: let's do it let's go
1: and that is our of course next. you can do what you want to do your thing go ahead okay i promised i would let him do
9: that he used to work at sing sing <laughs> Folks, I want you to drink up. We got plenty of booze here. And I got to tell you that we just got the news over television that Tom Jones crossed his legs quickly. He's in critical condition. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> we got two more contestants left. And the lucky one is going to get $1,000 for a prize.
8: Now, here's the next <laughs>
6: hey,
9: Get in the best table in the house. Right in there. Here just in time for the second contestant. And here she is now, folks, our next contestant, Miss Ruby Diamond.
1: With this, a strip routine gets started, and our PI orders a drink. Tits and ass are on screen, so thank you, movie. This, thank you, movie. This routine eats up a lot of screen time before our Henny... Hey,
2: this is the kind of movie filler I can get behind, all uh, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of screen time that you need to up, uh, definitely eat up with the uh, tits and ass bouncing around before yeah. our Henny Youngman host comes back and our next clip...
9: and I dress in the next room and there's a little hole in the wall. I let her look. <laughs> Take a look at her. I want to go home and beat my wife. My wife wanted a face lifter. They couldn't do it. Randy Dollar, they lowered the body. And now, folks, for the last contestant. Ah, she's adorable, folks. I'd like you to meet Miss Ramona Mona. <laughs>
1: The next strip routine kicks in with a long-form go-go dance routine as the start. The detective talks about how the woman is the sexiest he has ever seen, and his helper-slash-reportive lady states that she doesn't find her that sexy. It starts to be a fucking thing, so I just backed it up a little bit, and that is our next
4: clip. She's really the best. None of the others were anything like her. My, my... Remarkable.
5: I can dance better than that
4: any day. Pretty you are, and you have a nice figure, but not like that.
5: How would you know? You've never seen me
4: like that. I'm not criticizing you, but she's built differently and moves it in a different way.
5: I can move it better than that.
1: more tits on screen during this whole clip so thank you movie thank you movie and at the end of the clip you hear the assistant is now up there taking off her clothing stripping off stockings uh, and all. She pops her bra, and we don't get to see her removed clothing, even as the bottoms go flying too. She works the crowd up into a fervor, and that leads into our pent-ultimate clip. Not only is Fancy
9: Nasty of the contest, but she's a new star of
10: modern heaven! Oh. <laughs>
5: you really think I was the best? Nancy,
4: not only were you the best, but you still are. (laughs) I, I have to take care of something.
5: All right, Abe. When you gotta go,
6: you
1: gotta go. After this, we see her being stalked by the killer and about to be mutilated when she is startled awake and begins fighting for her life. Then she is knocked out, and before the killer can do their work, the P.I. comes in, and that leads to our ultimate clip.
4: Well, it isn't the distinguished Marlene the barmaid. Oh, Marlene. Oh, how clumped. Ah, ah, ah. I'm sorry, I forgot the cheese and crackers, so you won't need that knife. Poor Marlene, jealous of all the strippers and because Marsdon was making it with them and, and paying no attention to you. You despised them, and so you mutilated them because they had something you didn't have anymore. What was that, Marlene? <coughs> Marlene, let's... See or was I right? What a character. That's Marlene all over.
10: Oh, Abe!
5: Oh, Abe, I was having this terrible dream that that girl at the club was trying to kill me.
4: I know.
6: You
5: do? Wait a minute, how did I get here?
4: Well, forget about that for now. I'll explain all that tomorrow. Get yourself together. You're gonna spend the night at my place. And I'll give you your story in the morning. Good morning. May I please speak to Lieutenant Anderson? I'm sure he won't mind being awakened. Tell him it's Abraham Gentry. Good morning, Lieutenant. I hope I didn't awaken you. I'm sorry. But I thought you'd like to know that the murderer you were looking for just fell from a second-story window, and she just ruined her makeup. Good night, Lieutenant. Oh, by the way, Lieutenant, she was an atheist. If you're ready, we may be on our way.
5: Abe, will you treat me like a woman? Of course.
4: With all the respect you're entitled to.
5: Oh, Abe.
4: A bit of ingenuity on my part, but it was as simple as that. I didn't suspect Marlene until I remembered an incident with an ex-lady wrestler. My mental powers I was sure of, and so I set up the situation in which I could trap the murderer and lure her into my hands. Hopefully in the middle of one of her facial extravaganzas.
5: Do you mean to tell me that you use me as the meat to bait your trap?
4: I gave you that honor.
5: Why, you no good dirty
4: rotten? Now, we had to come face to face with the murderer. We had to come
5: face to face. I had to come face to face. And I almost lost mine. Listen, if you We had nothing
4: of great importance to lose if my theory had been proved unsound. Now, I came in time, didn't I? What if you had come a second too late? Well, I knew. Now, do you want to quibble over nothing or do you want your story? Go on. I went to see an old and dear friend of mine, uh, Lizzie Murdoch. Better known to her wrestling fans as Lizzie the Snake or the Python Lady. I figure she'd be a friend of yours. Go on. I related my memory of a lady wrestler named Betty the Beautiful, the wrestler extraordinaire, who, with her perfect body, perfectly stripped every opponent she got on top of. Now, Liz's recollection was the same as mine. Betty wanted out of the wrestling game and... Got into strip-teasing.
6: Yeah.
4: Well, she was an instant sensation, and of course was picked up and managed by none other than Marsdon Mobley.
5: No kidding.
4: I do not kid. Marsdon made a lot of money with her, and even decided to marry her until her unfortunate accident. Which was? Well, one night Betty was trapped in her bedroom when a fire broke out, and before they could get there to help her, she was burned badly. And? Well, plastic surgery was successful on her face, but her head and her chest were completely disfigured. Well, Marsden had no further use for her, but out of pity, he changed her name and gave her a job as a waitress.
5: So, with Marsden having nothing else to do with her, she slowly started going nuts and became insanely jealous of all the girls who had what Marsden wanted.
4: Exactly.
5: Well, what triggered off your memory about Marlene? And how were you so sure it wasn't Grout or Mary McEleney?
4: Well, something Marsden said. He said that she couldn't strip because she didn't have the chest for it. <laughs> well, that started me thinking. And later on, when we had a confrontation together, she, she threatened me with a, some sort of a gesture that only a lady wrestler would use. And Grout? Well, Grout. I was pretty sure Grout wasn't the murderer after seeing all those clues that seemed to exploit him. As a matter of fact, I even tried to catch him to tell him I no longer suspected him.
5: And Mary, the women's liver?
4: Yes. Mary didn't wear makeup, and from the information the boys in the lab gave me, I knew the murderer wore a wig and super cover makeup, which Marlene needed to cover those surgery scars. Go on. Well, I had to stage that naked extravaganza to bait her on. I led her to believe you and I had something going, and when you won that contest...
5: Wait a minute! Did I legitimately win that contest?
4: Not only did you really win that contest fair and square, I'm led to believe that you have the finest form I have ever seen. Poor Marlene. Hers is the saddest story of all. She lost space three times. First with her wrestling fans, then with her striptease patrons, and finally between a layer of concrete and the wheel of a car. She did go out in style, though. It was a new car. Abe,
8: there's
5: still something I haven't lost yet.
4: Well, it isn't your nerve or your sense of humor. Uh, let's see, what could it be? You've seen enough.
1: And with that, the pretentious PI pulls down a shade that has the title card. We announce with pride: the movie is over. No credits. Uh, that is pretty much the gorgor girls in a nutshell so the person that was doing the killing was horribly burned and could not stand how their former lover is now going after the women under his employ and not them after the horrific accident that happened to them and so they start killing all of the competition is essentially the story that we have here uh slasher film yeah Yeah, this is a slasher film pretty much straight up slasher film like it's a one off slasher.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. It's a definite slasher film, uh, a lot more fun, at least than the what we uh, lived through just a little bit ago. So um, let's at least take that into consideration. Um. Yeah, it's it's a lot more fun than it was. A nice little palate cleanser from uh uh, uh that that'll kill you, that stuff will kill you.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's kind of hard to. And we can go into and do all of the films after we cover next week's uh, film, which is next week's release is going to be Blood Feast Two: All You Can Eat, which uh it does have the sense of fun again, uh, but a lot of Herschel Gordon Lewis's sensibilities done in the twenty aughts, which is when Blood Feast Two: All You Can Eat has been. Made. Um, a lot of his sensibilities being done in that time frame um doesn't quite work and feels kind of gross. However, uh it brings tits back. Uh it is absolutely just 100 percent exploitative fun, like Herschel Gordon Lewis does. It just has a sensibility for some of the things that uh don't quite work, but the humor's super juvenile and it just keeps going over the top with it and really kind of pushes the boundaries. So uh we'll see if you like that one or not. Anyway, when we yeah. get there, uh, but I'd like to kind of rank when we get there and we're covering Blood Feast 2. I want to kind of rank all of the ones on levels of enjoyment and what we would watch again and everything like that. And uh, we'll just kind of do it on the, on the fly where we'll just kind of talk about them and uh, see which one we would kind of put them in order of recommendation or what have you. Or, you know, okay, yeah, you can skip this one. Or no, maybe you should watch this one. It's pretty much no secret all the gore flicks are worth it just for the gore alone because once he goes there, it goes over the top and he stays there and he just keeps upping his game until the final one ish here which the final one that we're actually going to be dealing with is blood feast too so well jesus all right yeah i'm in (laughs)
2: i'm just happy we're almost at the end of this
1: (laughs) yeah look, basically what i'm getting at is i don't think there will be a lot to talk about in blood feast too but uh i guess we'll see right yeah right yeah and then that's the end of the fucking year that's it we're done that's year eight completely down and that means we have completed nine full years
2: jesus christ yeah that's amazing
1: yeah we will be going into nine full years after next week's release that's insane yeah yeah it's almost like we just have to go to 10 now right and then yeah i mean you would think yeah (laughs) i'm game we'll just keep going let's just hope we stay healthy and happy to do it or we die it would be one of the two (laughs) or let's just take a break and uh cheer everybody up with a story time what do you think
2: yeah if you have one cool I got yeah. shit for this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the Gore Gore girls? Gee, I wonder why you don't have a story to tell about this. Huh?
2: I mean, I thought about like my first time at a strip club, but nothing was amazing about that. So it's nothing <laughs> even fun for that story.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see what we can come up with. Uh, while we're thinking of some kind of story to formulate, we're going to play the sparkles with the song, Oh, girls, girls. And when we come back, we will come up with some kind of a story. Right after this we That is the sparkles with oh girls, girls. <laughs> it feels really sleazy after talking about the gorgor girls to play that song. Yeah, right. Yeah, courts back to his uh, true form of being uh, kind of edge lord with his humor, I guess, and uh, feeling really bad about it. Edge so, lord. Uh, yeah, Distract us all from that bullshit with a story time. time all right so i don't think i have any real stories to tell of uh times that i have gone to a strip club that um wouldn't be breaking bro code because it was all bachelor party related yeah see that's that's i'm kind of there too uh hmm i wonder uh I could tell stories of some burlesque shows with some go go dancing and pole dancing. And stuff I think that, that would dancing. work out better. Yeah, but then we would have kind of the same story if we told the story of the best one that I've been to, because it would probably be the best one that you've been to as well. Well, we can share story time for one episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, and I know exactly what show you're talking about now. Ah, man, why did I think of that one?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you go ahead and tell your story from that burlesque zombie show, and maybe I'll have something different to tell from that same show, right? For
2: my 10th winning anniversary, my wife and I went to Vegas, and we invited a lot of our friends if they wanted to come, they could go. Uh, court was one of said friends who decided to come. And one of the things we decided to do, uh, we went to a zombie burlesque show, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, first, you all take Jello shots. Uh, they have crowd participation. None of us did it. Um, the host of it uh, made a made some rather uh, many comments about my wife's uh, chest area, as uh, my wife's chest is quite ample, and uh, and she was wearing a shirt to show it. That night, so I mean, it's Vegas. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it,
1: it was a, it was a really, it was a cute little show they did. It was, it was really nice. You? Uh, yeah. There was absolutely uh pole dancing, which qualifies one hundred percent in the burlesque. It was mostly pasty, although I do remember some of the ladies weren't pasty. It was just topless, but uh you know, yeah. with uh, the main parts covered that could break any obscenity laws. And the way that they work now, in my how obscenity laws have changed that now topless nude is okay. <laughs> (laughs) uh there was audience participation in that they would call people up on stage and no one in our group absolutely did that but our group got singled out by the guy because we were like the second or third row so he went to us for every one of his crowd participation questions over and over again including and here is my story do you remember this uh Uh, he was asking dudes the names of their penis do you remember this oh god
2: yeah oh yeah
1: (laughs) Okay, so you will have to back me up on this, that this is 100% true, that this is how it happened during the show. The guy's going around and asking all of these people, like all these guys, like, do you have a name for your penis? And he keeps doing it. It's when he's like trying to cover time for them to reset the stage or whatever, because that's that's what he does as the MC. And then he asks me, and I literally look at him in shock. And I'm like, no, I've never named my penis. And he immediately says, you have a chin full of monkey pubes hanging down and you don't have a name for your penis. And I said, no, honestly, to him i said no i've never named it but my wife has named it and uh, he goes okay so she he looks at her and he goes so you named his penis what is his the name for his penis and without missing a beat my wife goes i call it the monster and the (laughs) string went right out of the guy's spine he looked at her he looked at me he looked at her and like like kind of winked and then pointed at me and went monster and then like indicated big dick and my wife shook her head yes and he went monster and then shook his head to the crowd and i'm blushing entirely and then he goes back and does his routine and asks some other people some of the same question and i'm just sitting there like oh my god this just happened at a burlesque and everybody in the fucking row that i'm friends with is here to witness this i'm embarrassed <laughs> as shit it was good stuff yeah
2: he called my wife's tits uh license and registration
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of body humor. But oh my gosh, see this again. Yeah. This, people are gonna think it's good stuff. People are gonna think fun. This, people are gonna think that was a humble brag on my part. But I was at that show, and that I,
2: I was there. And the, everyone, I was there. I would call him out if it didn't happen.
1: That <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> I can tell you that
2: I was there. And it happened.
1: Everybody's like, "Yep, Court totally invented story time for these humble brags," and he made Matt tell this story so that he could tell his story.
2: Anyway, Court, uh, the money cleared, so you know that because I just did it. So okay,
1: okay, cool, cool. We're all good. Yeah, and that thank, is. Thank, uh,
2: thank you for that. That's, the,
1: that's <laughs> kind of the closest with that burlesque show. Uh, that's
2: it. That's I'm the only doing. burlesque show I've ever been to.
1: I would would like to go to more. I actually really enjoy them, not just because they're body and fun, but mostly because they're body and fun, but because it's good to kind of see that kind of uh, performance still alive because it's dwindled away. And it's like vaudeville and vaudeville is something that I truly enjoyed. And, you know, the the risque stripper tease carnival stuff that goes along with that sometimes, depending upon where you're seeing it at, is definitely something that should still be out there. That's the kind of thing to go see live, man. Tits and ass. Yeah, yeah. Tits and ass. <laughs> All right. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. <laughs> with that very cheerful note, we're going to go ahead and play the Ending Legion promo. When we come back from that, we will have the Necromantics with the very fitting song, Dead Girls Don't Cry, or Girl Girl Girls, when we come back, and uh, we will
11: close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts. Duncan and Bo come correct Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast Friday the 13th Gets Slayed The Hell Ming Power Hour Hello This is the Doom Show Hero Hero Ghost Show Kill the Cast Underwater Kaiju From Outer Space Jerry Hates Action Legion After Dark Mental Health Obsessive Cinema Discourse Pick 6 Movies The Podcast by the Cemetery The Podcast on Haunted Hill The Psycho Semantic Podcast Rick Radio House of Wax Dude Looks Like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast short bus cinema two drink minimum commentaries the vd clinic who will survive horror podcast and which versus the doomsday clock with such a widespread of shows there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with
1: It's probably sitting down right now being a little bit outraged that Tazel's court's humor has returned to the show. He thought he was escaping it, but he just can't. No, no,
2: I I fully expected this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you'd like to find evidence of the previous 414 times that tasteless quartz humor has arisen on this show, it's all available on our main feed, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. All previous 414 are available only there at that URL. That's why I keep saying it out loud and not just to show that I can say that whole URL in one freaking breath. Look at you, Mr. I'm not smoking cigarettes. (laughs) and yet i vape hemp oil of all legally derived substances and can still do that that's right still be careful of all that vaping come on man if you'd like to call me out about my vaping my bragging about vaping my use of legal hemp substances or my bragging about my ability to say so much in one single breath you can call me out right there with the legion discord chat on all of that and yes that was one breath very nice Well, if you just would like me to shut the fuck yeah. up about how much breath I can actually power through while I am talking and would rather me just talk about our feed of all of the memes, then you can just check out Instagram Cinema underscore PsyOps or go to our Facebook page Cinema PsyOps and then our Facebook group Cinema PsyOps, which are all aptly named for the podcast of, yeah, you, yeah, 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 Cinema PsyOps, or yeah. you could go yeah, to yeah. my main page there on Facebook as Court PsyOps and you could message me there about the show as well, I guess, or just go back to the Legion Discord chat and talk to us there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that too. (laughs) Well, while you're out there just wishing I would shut the fuck up and end this fucking show so that we could just move on to the next fucking week of our lives, kick the fuck out of that week and make it your pick. Recording in progress. All right. We are now recording your side to the cloud. Give me a three, two, one. Three, two, one. All right. Awesome. And here we go with Herschel Gordon-Lewis's intro and the closing of the box set with Gorgor Girls.
2: Uh, it's good out of here, so I can eat. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Um,
0: all
1: right. Okay.
0: Okay. I just realized
2: Loses. I
1: need to mark some shit, so now I need to make... Jumped
2: it. right into horse-fucking.
1: Whoops, didn't mean to do that. Sorry about that.
2: Well, we did, though. We did.
1: <laughs> you jumped try. right into horse-fucking. Jesus fucking Christ, this is tetchy. All I was prepared for, for was over the, horse. the pants
2: mouth stuff. All I was prepared Care for was m- over j- the pants jumped jumped mouth right stuff. Jumped
1: right into horse-fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. And that was the first clip, and three, two, one...
2: All I was Um, prepared for was over the pants mouth stuff.
1: just wishing I would shut the fuck up and end this fucking show so that we could just move on to the next fucking week of our lives. Kick the fuck out of that week and make it your bitch. Alright,
2: that's good enough, right? (laughs) Cool, yes, I think that's good.
8: Recording stopped.